Welcome back to another episode of Five Minutes in Church History. On this episode, we're going to return to our good friend Calvin, and we're going to see what he has to say about civil government. And the fact is, he has a lot to say about civil government. In fact, Calvin ends his magnum opus, The Institutes on the Christian Religion, with a discussion of civil government. In Book 4, Chapter 20, the very last chapter of the Institutes, Calvin turns his attention to civil government. He opens this chapter with these words, For although this topic seems by nature alien to the spiritual doctrine of faith, which I have undertaken to discuss, what follows will show that I am right in joining them. In fact, that necessity compels me to do so. Calvin is telling us that not only should a discussion of civil government be included in his theology, but that it is necessary. It must be there. And so he turns his attention to this. He tells us right off the bat that we need to recognize the distinction between Christ's spiritual kingdom, as he calls it, and the civil jurisdiction. But just because they are different, they are not at odds. They are not antithetical, as Calvin tells us. They are both, as it were, authored by God. They are ordained by God, both the kingdom, the spiritual kingdom, the church, and also the magistrate. They are ordained by God. Calvin also tells us that Scripture has a lot to say about living as a citizen in the civil government and in civil jurisdictions. He tells us that sometimes we need to live submissive lives, and so he'll tell us, for truly Christians ought to be a kind of men born to bear slanders and injuries, open to the malice, deceits, and mockeries of wicked men. And not that only, but they ought to bear patiently all these evils. That is, they should have such complete spiritual composure that having received one offense, they make ready for another. Calvin will go on to speak about sometimes as living, as it were, with a perpetual cross. He also tells us, and it's a sort of a counterbalancing notion, that even though we need to endure those kinds of insults and hardships, we also need to be zealous for public welfare. And so he has much to say about how we speak up for public welfare, how we speak up for what we would say are natural law or common grace principles or even biblical principles for that matter. He has a lot to say about obedience to the government, of course, and that's how he ends this chapter, chapter 20 of book four of his Institutes, with a long discussion of what it means to obey governments. And when he gets to the very end, he also turns his attention to the idea that obedience to man and government must never become disobedience to God. In fact, his very last words remind us as Peter said in Acts chapter 5, verse 29, we must obey God rather than men. And then Calvin adds this, let us comfort ourselves with the thought that we are rendering that obedience which the Lord requires when we suffer anything rather than turn aside from piety. Calvin is reminding us that we should never compromise, that we should never cower. And then if we find ourselves in situations where the laws or the governments or those in control require us to do something that is clearly against God's word, that we would not compromise, that we would not cower, that we would not cave, but instead we would recognize that we are required, we are obligated to render obedience to God 
and that we would suffer first before we would ever turn away from our piety and from our commitment. He asks that we would have the courage not to grow faint. And then Calvin ends with these three words, God be praised. That's Calvin on civil government. I'm Steve Nichols. Thanks for listening to 5 Minutes in Church History. I see that I have a moment to share with you a quote from the old Princeton scholar Charles Hodge talking about inspiration. Hodge says, In saying that the Bible is the Word of God, we mean that He is its author, that He says whatever the Bible says, that everything which the Bible affirms to be true is true, that whatever it says is right is right, whatever it declares to be wrong is wrong.